Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure product company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom, to pussy praising, to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Ciao, Bella, everybody. That's a switch from Amigos. Well, I know it is, because we're in Europa. Uh, we're in Germany, actually. Willkommen, y'all. Willkommen. Scheiße, oh. nine. 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 <laughs> That's Amy's favorite. Oh, my God. She's like, what time do we have to get up? Nine. I was like, not no, what time? Nine. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Germany. Yeah, so we're at a trade show. It's, yeah. um, it just started today. It's in Hanover. In Hanover, yes. Which is always gloomy, apparently. It is very gloomy. Oh, we, I saw the sun today for about five seconds. There was a crack right when the sun was You look down. pretty tan. I am not tan from Germany, that's for sure. Wait, we should tell everyone wh- who we're here with. Oh, my God. Because there's two guests. fabulously dapper, <laughs> amazingly handsome gentlemen next Wee! to us. Oh, my God. So we only have two mics again, as usual, so it's going to be a little back and forth. But who do we have, April? Oh, so we have Mr. Adam Lewis. From? All the way from Shogi London of Hot Octopus. Hot and octopus. then and who do we, we have, have, Amy? We have Mr. Stephen Magnuson from... Uberloo! And he's from Chicago. Coming in hot. Chi-town. We talk about these products all the time, but we actually finally trapped them in our hotel room. We caught them with a mosquito net. And we dragged them It sounds dirty when you say that. (laughs) We have them chained right now. I was out catching them with little, like, like butterflies. And I caught them and I dragged them and I was like, you will come on our podcast. So just to be obviously open and transparent, as we always are on Shameless Sex, we work for these two companies, but we work for them, with them, really, because we believe in what they're doing. Boutique, amazing products that obviously we enjoyed using before we even were there. I don't have a penis. I didn't grow one yet, but Hot Octopus is expanding and we have amazing things. Yeah, products are beyond penises. I know. We just came out with the Queen Bee. I actually was in your booth today talking to someone as if I worked for your company for about five seconds. I know. He's like, my name's <laughs> Young. I'm yeah. a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He walked up. He's like, so what is this? Like, well, actually, okay, so I'll just talk to you. And I didn't tell him until the very end. Like, so I don't work for this company. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but then I plugged Uberlube. I was like, so I actually work for Uberlube, but I'm just here because uh, this is my best friend and I've done some stuff for Hog. Octopus, and then here's April Biden. <laughs> just like, and I was like, what? Yawns. Yeah, she did a great job. He's like, okay. There. I buy something now, yeah. no? I'm like, yes, yeah. you did. Thank that you for listening a, to Amy's spiel. That was a good, yeah. I did a good job, I thought. So I think, like, I think, like, the trade show has been exhausting, but we're happy. And um, having our two best they're like our i think they're our trade show husbands pretty they much are trade show husbands like every trade show you have a husband or a wife or like kind of like a brother but a, like but a yeah husband. but that's you know it's like your your <laughs> your person you eat dinner with them you wake up with them in the morning have coffee like always together there's no banging it out it's platonic but it's platonically work oriented but it's very loving and it's loving yeah i think this is a good well and also i like having these impromptu kind of um, guests here, because because we have we usually you and I go have a little banter and we have a topic, you know, prostate one hundred and one. But it's also kind of fun to get real life perspective because we talk about sex toys and the sex toy industry, and I think I think that a lot of people think that it's this like, I mean, these are real people who had a vision 
and and did really different things oh, before audition. that. Yeah. And wait, so Adam, can you give a little bit of your background before you started at Hot Octopus, please? Who the fuck Just so are people you? know, who are you? Well, firstly. <laughs> oh my god, he, everyone, he's April British. And Amy, I would like to thank you very much for giving me the honor to being part of this wonderful podcast. That is now, from what I understand, becoming globally renowned. And you two are going to be far too famous to be speaking to me and uh, dear Stephen uh, in the not too distant future, I'm quite sure. Um, but in the meantime, you, you do, you, you, April especially, you do work for us. So um, I will, uh, of course, enjoy the time where you're still at the same level of me and you will still speak to me. Eating chips at Ikea, exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Adam. Uh, I am the founder of Hot Octopus. And as I said before, I've been uh, been kindly uh, invited to join this this uh, this wonderful podcast. Um, so, uh, to answer your question, Amy, uh, how did I get into uh, Hot Octopus? I actually um, asked that question. I do. I'm sorry. Have I, have I messed up already? No, you're doing Wait, great. Do we have the edits? <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, uh, sorry, April. Why did we get? Why did I get? In, well, how did I come up with the with with the with the idea that that founded? Well, what did you do before this, though? What did oh, you do oh, before yes, Hot of Octopus? Course. Sorry. So, um, I was uh, managing director of a conference organizing company. So, uh, our, my job was to uh, to come up with ideas for for conferences, speaker listener type conferences, and come up with topics, um, create these events, uh, and then run them with a team. You just dreamt about masturbation like every night at the after you got home from the conference calling since the age of four yes <laughs> um, i know well so this is one of my favorite things that you like the, m the story that i tell when i do trainings on the road for hot octopus uh -huh. is adam's way that he like <laughs> fell in love with like he's like what am i passionate about what am i passionate about wanking so will you please will you please well, tell the listeners because they I, I think that y'all appreciate this because well, it's beautiful well this is true right so when i was at school and uh, following my hobby of, uh, I think like most, you know, young teenage guys, you know, we all like to play with our bits, right? <laughs> um, and I used to get caught at school. I went to boarding school, so I got caught quite a bit by the headmasters and mistresses. And do you know what the irony is? They said to me, Lewis, Adam Lewis, my surname's Lewis, is Lewis, stop it, nothing will come of it. The irony, <laughs> nothing will come of it as well. You know, no, but pun anyway, no pun intended. No pun intended. But, you know, here we go. You know, nothing will come of it. And here I am, you know, many years later, uh, kingpin of a sex toy company. So how wrong were they? And the irony was, and I think I should sue them, because had they encouraged me in my pursuits and hobbies... Who knows what I could be? You know, I could be a multimillionaire by now. Hot Octopus could be, you know, a billion dollar industry because, you know, my, my school encouraged me to follow my dream. And there they were discouraging me, telling me nothing would come of it. And yeah, here I am many years later, uh, king of my own Sex masturbation empire. <laughs> And P.S., so we have a booth and people line up. They're like, is he the CEO? Is he the founder? <laughs> I'm like, this is the founder. He's pretty famous. Uh -huh. You walk around and he's very attractive. Both of these gentlemen are like yeah, extremely, probably it. top five best looking stop people it. in the industry. That's both of you. Well, for all you gents out there listening, I mean, you know, you hear about American football players, NFL, NBA, and you think, oh, they've got the best job in the world. Well, guys and girls out there, I'm a professional wanker. <laughs> 
So all the NBA professionals <laughs> listening there, they're thinking, shit, that was the profession I should have pursued, right? Well, I I have to say for for both for the, for our listeners, it's called shameless sex. And I think that uh, and you'll hear from Steven, but Amy and I pride ourselves in, on shamelessness talking about sex. And Adam, I think you embody that with what like yeah. he's is extremely shameless and I well, adore that. So it's not shameless. I'm just, you know, honest and frank about who I am and my sexuality and what interests me and I just truthful about life. You know, I don't hide behind who I am and what I like to do and you know, I'm just up front and, and just Adam, right? Matt, yeah. And Amen. I think that, yeah, Adam, you you smash it. You just smash it. He just hates when I say killing it. He says, It's so American. Smash it. it. And Stephen, what about you? Did you do something interesting before the adult industry? Interesting. Interesting. Did you Wait. wank professionally, just he, like Adam? He, he, he needs a microphone. Um, here we go. <laughs> were you in like, the tech industry? Or were you, what were you doing before you opened it? Uh, it's not nearly as exciting as Adam's. Well, Adam's story. before story wasn't that exciting either. Uh, yeah, but the way he tells it, he's just a natural. <laughs> well, because he, he has a British yeah, I accent. I a boring Everything uh, with a British high accent. Tech. Okay, uh, well let's sales. let's get that question. How about how the fuck did you come by the name Uber Loop? Everyone thinks it's German. It's not German. It's made in Chicago. How did that come about? Yeah, the so Uber I was, Loop. I was getting out of my old. <coughs> pardon me. I was getting out of my old career, and I was looking for a new project. I'd done pretty well just out of school, and um, we were having burgers up at a little Chicago pub. And a girlfriend of ours was saying how she got hired to write an article on lube. And we said, oh, you got to tell us about lube, you know. We got to know something about that. So, so she goes through the basics and talks about this lube does this and this one does good at that. I don't really remember the content of what was she, she was saying. And uh, she finally said, well, and then this one, I just called it Uber Lube. And it dawned on me that I need to make something called the Uber Loop. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what Uber meant. This is actually predates Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And Uber and the car company. The, where, where, <laughs> yeah, and definitely, at where Uber, the word, was not even a, a part of the American yeah. vernacular. So I had to look it up, see what it meant. But, um, you know, and when people say, hey, can I borrow that idea? Nobody does that, but I did. Yeah. So I built a laboratory. I got a stack of books as tall as me. I'm going to learn how to make lube. Yeah. So <laughs> I learned how to and make lube. And I like locked myself the best in, a, lube ever. in a laboratory. And he threw the key away for a while. He just flushed down the toilet, found his way out. No, no yeah, so there's really no didn't. lube I experience. Really but uh, what I realized quickly and, what I, and why I knew I had to come up with a product was uh, there were no good products on the market at that time. It was either your grandfather's or grandma's, like, mm, you know, right at, doctor yeah, brand. Get it at the general yeah, department medical, store. Not department store. Medical, the, like, you know. Dr. Jellyfingers type of lube. Yeah, lube's like the universal product. Lube, everyone, like, and, and people, you know, we get this. I still see this to this day. I see this from, like, 25-year-olds um, where they're, they're still all ages. We're like, why should I need that? I don't need lube. I shouldn't need that. My woman shouldn't need that. My man shouldn't need I that. I actually go through that with my partner right now. He's but like, you're crazy. not horny. You're, you're not getting wet. And I'm like, wait. Compo permiso? Okay, yes. Like, that's very Spanish. But I was like, dude, sometimes my hormone levels change. Yeah. I love lube. I'm a lube Bast? No, what did I say? She I'm a horny, horny bastard bitch. and a lube <laughs> horny bastard. No. 
Okay, and let's let's <laughs> let's talk about. So I think we've quoted this book before. That book, "Come as You Are," that talks about so many wonderful things. If you've never, you can get it in audiobook. Or you can buy it in your local sex shop, and it's a wonderful book. But it talks about arousal non-concordance and how our body's responses don't always match our arousal levels. In fact, quite often don't. And this is the same for erections. The same for wetness. I was about to say that's the same for men and women. Yeah. you know, I could be horny as hell up, yeah. and have a floppy. You know, or you could be have a hard dick well, and you're like <laughs> yeah, sitting <laughs> no, at my desk wait. reading poetry like why have I got an erection <laughs> and when I need here? one yeah. and I'm sitting I haven't had sex for like two weeks I'm so horny and my mind's and then the willy just sorry, <laughs> the willy. sorry what's that that's cock in American <laughs> it's just like why are you not interested I am interested why are you not interested I am interested he's, he's looking like, at his cock and talking to her right now and talking. but you know it's funny because the, 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 the penis and, and the mind don't always correlate you can be horny as hell and floppy as shit or, yeah. or not horny <laughs> as also happens and walking around with an erection all day so um, yeah I think and I those yeah those and those those kind of myths are really limiting for people because then you get the shaming so someone's well, I like I felt very shamed in that situation yeah. I was like hey stop and I yeah. said hey can, do you and we've talked about this before I was like and this was very recently in the past um, I guess couple of weeks where uh, my pussy wasn't cooperating just like the uh, you know the 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 willy doesn't cooperate and I completely um, w- felt shamed. So I was like, I love lube. And I'm a, and that's one thing about Uber Lube that I love. The glass bottle, it's beautiful, and there's no shame in it. I feel like it's a cosmetic. It's Same gorgeous. with Hot Octopus, though. You look yeah. at it, it's like, there's no shame in the masturbation game. And people came to our, our trade show booth today saying, this product looks so great. Like, I want to put it on my willy. I want to wank my with willy. it. My willy. Yeah, this is Adam's. Adam's British way. Why Willie's looking as well? Like, what's wrong? Why aren't you going to play? Hello, with me? I, th- is this thing <laughs> on? Hello, 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 hello. hello. Is anyone home? I would. I want to ask Adam. Well, at least wait. Can I, li- I want to finish oh, that point real quick. Shut though. Off. In summary, shut everyone, because this is a very important sex ed moment. In conclusion of what we are saying is that if just because the pussy isn't wet doesn't mean they're not aroused, and vice versa, if they if they're wet. Does, doesn't necessarily mean they are around. And same with the cock. It's based on hormones. It's very much based on stress levels. It's based on, on glands. I have a gland um, that's Medication. Blocked, I don't th- think we're going to That's true. Help so, and come as you are. Yeah. And I, I do, I had to flex that with my um, with my partner now because I did feel because it's, that... But it's also new knowledge. So I'm not shaming right. them for sh- accidentally shaming you because most people... That's why period that. sex is great, though. Free lube. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Red, we, are we going there? <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, anyways. No shame in our game. Okay, Adam. <laughs> Mr. Lewis. Mr. Lewis. Um, hello, so hello. It started off, you were in this amazing world of what wasn't that amazing to you because it wasn't your passion, and you're very passionate about what you do, and you're very good at it. You're all the, you do all the product, basically development and genius behind this brand, which go to hotoctopus.com with two S's. I'm not trying to pitch it, but it's fucking yes, amazing is. website. Look, look at it. I'm not really. Um, but it, so where did the hot octopus come from? Like the actual, not the name, but like the products right now, there's a bunch of different ones, but the brand in general started with pulse. Ah, the story of pulse. Yes. If you, um, sh- if you want to yeah. oh, twist my arm, <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm very shy. I know um, you are. So, so, the whole sort of uh, where Pulse came from, or the product's called Pulse, where, where the whole idea of the company came from was, of course, personal need. Um, so as you've already discovered from my uh, earlier part in this uh, this uh, uh, 
this brief, um, I'm a keen wanker. And uh, this is something, and again, you know, we talk about hormones and just everyone's different, but I've been a keen wanker since about the age of seven. Um, my penis and I have had a very close personal relationship for many, <laughs> many years, and it likes attention from me. And what can I say? So um, since a young age, I've paid it attention. Um, and it all began uh, very early on, uh, about the age of seven, when I was at my grandparents. They have a swimming pool. I was fortunate. And I was crawling along the side, age seven, and I got to the hot water jet. And boy, when it hit my, uh, my little willy, a light bulb came on, and that was, this is something I really like. So it's that frenulum stimulation. Anyone who knows the frenulum, it's the little, some people call it the banjo string, just underneath the head of your penis. And um, any kind of um, uh, 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 stimulation to that, in, in, in this case, I was seven, it was, it was warm water in a jet, and that really did it for me. So that was my first foray into frenulum stimulation, um, rather than you know the age-old up-and-down motion, which we, we guys have been doing. Um, and that led me to, um, you know, make up my own little sort of sex toys that created uh, friendly simulation throughout the ages. Until one day, I'm sitting there <laughs> with a vibrating <laughs> egg strapped onto my penis, thinking this is amazing, <laughs> right? And then it dawned to me, saying, "Come on, Ad, you know, it's time to go a little bit more professional on this. Let's go onto the internet, Google, you know, male vibrating sex toys, and buy myself something that isn't homemade." Um, and to my complete amazement, um, nothing existed. That that used vibrations, let alone any kind of technology. It was all very kind of phallic, uh, fake vaginas, vibrating pussies, um, you know, all of the stuff that I guess, you know, we're, we're kind of accustomed to to yeah, thinking of when we think of male toys. And at that stage, I just thought, Adam, you're just a filthy bastard. You're the only male in existence that likes vibrations on his penis. Um, but that, you know, I'm quite a sensible guy and that thought didn't last too long. You know, there's 1.5 billion plus guys in the world and, you know, I kind of figured if I like vibrations to the old frenulum, surely there's other guys that, that like it. And so I kind of thought to myself, well, okay, you know, it doesn't take the brain of Britain to realize that, you know, it's a pretty big market. If I could come up with a vibrating toy that really worked, that shit, you know, we could have a really good selling product. So that's what I did. Um, me and my business partner Julia, um, we we went out and we 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 started hitting up design agencies. Uh, and guys, <laughs> I just remember the first the first sort of meeting. We were at Julia's house. We had about five design agencies turn out. And I'm telling you, when I turned up with my sock and vibrating <laughs> <laughs> vibrating egg and this kind of homemade strap, That's three what of you them, them. Oh my god! Three of them ran out you the still door. Have it? I do. Oh Actually, my god! I, I it's swear like to you, the, this is like the sex toy museum. Yeah. But oh my goodness, these guys just looked at me, went green, and said, I, I, "We just need to leave." And literally, three out of the five left. Uh, one of them said, "You know, I'm not sure. It's kind of a bit of a conflict of interest with our other customers." And one of them went, "Yeah, fuck it. We'll, we'll have a go at creating this vibrating toy for you." So, you know, that's kind of where it started. I could tell you yeah, more. What but, kind of oh. egg was it? Just those standard, you know. Five dollar vibrating eggs that have a, a, a like a, a wire to control unit. Okay, because I'm I, you. you know, from my seat, mm. I get that, but I'm imagining our listeners saying, uh, "Wait, are we talking like uh, grade A hen eggs?" Oh or shit! Because Sorry, guys. Uh, that's what normal people you know, are used to. 
this is it. You know, when you're in the industry and you say vibrating egg. Crack the yolk over the head of yeah. the cock. All right. Yes. This is a this was an already existing vibrating egg sex toy, which is predominantly used. I, I used, I guess, for female pleasure and sometimes inserted into like other toys to make them vibrate. So sorry. Yes. Thank you, Stephen, for for clarifying. This was no ordinary hen's egg. This was a a that would be some like delicate wanking. Basic <laughs> vibrating <laughs> sex toy. So yeah, that's kind of and I could go on, but yeah, I think uh, that kind of covers where. So it's we can all, it just all comes back to the good old hot tub jet or pool jet. Let's, <laughs> let's thank the jet. Age seven. Well, April, you said you started wanking since you were six with your bear. With my teddy, teddy bear. bear. Yeah. Teddy bear Barry. You two when horny I was bastards. Yeah, uh, I actually lost Barry when my mom divorced her second husband. And I actually <laughs> went back to look for it and we did not get along. And he was, and I was like, do you have Barry? He's like, who's Barry? I was like, my bear. I have a picture with Barry. We Barry can post it somewhere. Me and Barry and my dad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have it. My mom, my mom actually started listening to the podcast like not too long ago because it took her a minute because there's a lot of information. I mean, Amy and I are very courageous in our shamelessness, I think. Um, and moms, my mom is super Midwestern and conservative. And so she was like, she was like, so I finally listened to all of your podcasts. And I was Did like, you really do that with Barry? And then she said, yeah. She's like, I didn't know you were using Barry that way. That was your Christmas present when you were five. And I was like, well, well I got she's like, I wondered why the nose was always smushed down. <laughs> she said that. She fucking said that. Awesome. And I was like, oh, I, she like, always just thought you were sleeping on it at night. But anyway, yeah, mom, shout out. If you're listening to this one, love you. You're the most innocent, wonderful mummy ever. Mummy. Mummy. Picking you're up Adam. Like, oh, I'm British I now. know. Well, when you spend enough time in London... Plus, I love it. Yeah, where's my bear, yo? Hey, wait, let's. Okay, Stephen. Um, so you work with your dad. Let's talk about family. Oh, so here we go. And I'm family. gonna bring it to this point. So because it, this is shameless sex, right? And I think we talked about this a little last night. So you can you can kind of comment on whatever you want. But you were raised with um, obviously, if you're selling lubricant with your dad, but sexuality wasn't shameful for you. Like your parents are very accepting. There was no like. You gotta wait till you're married. Need to do this, son, or like, was there? It sounds like the converse. Did you have? Did they talk to you about sex? Did you get any like conversations about safer sex or what you should or shouldn't do? No, they were terrible. I didn't really <laughs> have sex talk at all. But no. now they sell lube together. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. All right. See, there was a there was a lot of uh, a lot of questions all wrapped into one. I, let's see where uh, I can start. Yeah, there was a uh, there was never any shame about sex in our family. We're a pretty open family. Uh, I'm trying to think back to when, uh, you know, the moment where I went to my parents and said, hey, uh, mom and dad, I'm good news, uh, I'm starting a, a lube company. And I think one of our neighbors was, uh, you know, right around there, and they were like, can't you do something that's not evil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amazing. And, Amazing. But actually, this gets say? into, uh, this actually gets into the, the whole, uh, all right. Uh, we got a little tie-in with the the shameless idea because, and I was kind of alluding this to this before. When I came up with the product, it was a taboo subject. Lube, like women needed lube. Like yeah, you, you kind of buy that by yourself in the you know in the shadows. And uh, I thought, well, that's ridiculous. We need to make this a comfortable product 
for women and men to buy and put it in comfortable atmospheres. Make it just a normal product. We wanted to like have it be like your toothpaste if you leave it out on the counter. It's like your toothpaste. There's no reason that lube should be in the shadows. It shouldn't have any taboo. We wanted to strip that away. So uh, the idea, part of the idea was, how can we normalize this? Uh, how can we make this a normal everyday product that people can have, feel comfortable having? You know, not feel like it's weird when their neighbors come over and you know happen to have a bottle of lube. Was that a big, huge bottle of? I'm not going to name any brands because apparently I'm not supposed to do that. No, <laughs> but like a big, huge thing with a. I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying is, and it's yeah. So this is like a. The bottle is beautiful. You can leave it on your nightstand. It doesn't scream big scary lube bottle. It's gorgeous and. It looks like a cosmetic, and the product itself is really nice and sleek. Yeah, I think we did an all right job with that. In fact, we didn't come up with the whole sports side of it. We just happened to have athletes that started using it for anti-chafe, running marathons. We got email after email of people Don't saying... Don't lie. Don't lie. They used it for masturbation, got it on their nipples, went jogging. Do you went, know how hard... This? Do you know how oh hard it is to masturbate? I'm my nipples still. Like, shit, I could use this for jogging. That's really how Listen, it happened. Come on, Adam, Steven. if anybody can masturbate during a marathon, no, it's, the it's <laughs> you. But I don't believe that touché, my touché. customers were doing that. But, you know, who knows what, what they were doing. Uh, and then getting back, I did not at first want to work with my dad. He came to me and was like, son, <laughs> son. <laughs> We should we should go into business together, and he's had a lifelong, uh, you know, success as a, a salesman, and he wanted to be the the Uber Lube guy. He's an amazing guy, and we get along famously. Yeah, but Stephen, just to add, I've seen your dad, you know, doing his thing, and boy, that guy can sell. Oh yeah, you know, I've seen my dad is way cooler than I'll. Oh ever my goodness, both my parents, both my parents, three hundred yeah, yeah. feet away, and your dad is just beelined at them. Hey. I'm Jack. Can I say kind of name? I'm Jack. Come and see my lube. And I'm like, that guy's got <laughs> bulls, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, go. Yeah. yeah, hi. I'm Jack. I'm going to sell you some Uber lube. <laughs> That's the best I can do. No way, no way, Stephen. You have to do your best British accent, please. Uh, okay, here it goes. I'm Adam Lewis, and uh, I like to masturbate with uh, seafood in the, from uh, fresh out of the microwave. <laughs> And uh, okay. after uh, lots of failures with other seafood, Octopus came up to the forefront. <laughs> I said, what's better than a hand job? It's eight hand jobs. And uh, hey, why do I feel you practiced this speech before? <laughs> I know this is like the best part of what I've done so far, right? Just nailed it. <laughs> All right. So now everyone's really confused. Like, wait, what, how, is seafood? What are we talking about? Yeah, I don't know what is this is. I like it. I like it. The jolly wanker. The jolly wanker. Well, yeah, so the wonderful thing here is we're dealing with um, products. So you all get to hear this kind of behind-the-scenes story. This is kind of one of the reasons why we wanted to share this with you because um, a lot of these businesses in the sex toy industry just kind of started to make money, and they're just not necessarily well, also, kind of unique concepts right. or a passion. And, and let me, I'm sorry to interject. Oh, no, no, get Ms. in there. You Baldwin. Um, but a lot of the companies out there, and we won't shame any of them or name any of them, they've been around for 40, 50 years, and they have a totally different um, way of, of um, presenting products. And I think the key with Uber Lube and with Hot Octopus is like innovation, and it's like the future of sex toys. Because think about it, they all were the same for a long time, uh, again, with the with lube and with sex toys. And I think that that's why it's beautiful to speak with these two. You, you all are innovators and captivators and 
pioneers. pioneers. And you're doing a fabulous job. Thank you, Adam, for yeah, giving me the vocabulary that I need. Yeah. Such a long day, I need it. Well, and I think I think I think it's a privilege to hear the stories behind it about where they came from and the inspiration and the hard work that's put into it and the family business or the jet wanking or whatever. I think I'll just um, gives people a different perspective and um, I think takes away some of the shame of thinking that it's out of your reach, that it's you have to be a certain type of person to, you know, I think I have people that look at me and all the things I do in the sex industry and they're literally blown away by how I do it. And like, I, like we always talk about in this podcast, we are just really, we're maybe for myself, I wasn't raised with a lot of shame around sexuality. And I also like to say that we're just well practiced in these conversations. Yes. And, Furthermore, without without further ado, you can live your dreams. Like you yes, two were both we're doing something completely different that you weren't necessarily passionate about, and you two are now well, living. Well, Adam is pretty passionate about wanking. No, but he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't doing something that was related yeah. to wanking, except in the evening when he went home. <laughs> so that Maybe was the, the only thing. So oh. you both are living your dreams. So everybody well, can I do mean, it. This is the point where someone says, "Follow your dreams." Even if you like wanking. It takes a while to really connect that that is a dream you can really pursue. Well, yes, yes. Like, what well, do you want to be? I want to be a professional wanker. That you know, that doesn't really work out. Ninety nine point nine nine. Well, you could be in porn. of the time. Yeah, they wouldn't have me. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I, I tried. My CV. We're gonna take a picture of him, everyone. He's pretty, he's pretty good looking. So very, yeah. very yeah. handsome accent, gentleman. He's pretty good. Well, but it's the non-compliant penis. I think that kind of did it. Oh, there you go. But the point is, of course, it's not easy to start a sex toy company, but living your dreams, being passionate about something, if you have enough passion and drive, you can really, you can focus your energy and do whatever you want. It takes research, it takes hard work, it takes a lot of, you know, your energy. But if you are, like, you know, you can do something that you really do believe in. Um, and um, that's part of it. Power posing, being Actually, Adam was the one that recommended the Seven Habits of to me. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing book. And well, I, I read it before I heard her talk about it, but she's been quoting up a storm. That's from you. Adam recommended mm. I read it. I had heard of it, and I was like, so eh. "If you read that book, everyone, you can get a professional career in winking." It's out. Uh, yes, it's <laughs> and a lot of practice. But yeah. now, and we're all so we're all living our like what maybe I don't want to be all whimsical and say dreams, but you can do what you set your mind to, and yeah. I think that that's something that is important. So believe in yourself. If you have a passion, do what you're passionate. If you fucking want to be a musician, but you suck at music, work every day for two practice, hours. Practice, Come home at night, practice. practice, and the same thing with if you want differences in your life, changes in your life, practice. Use the tools that are out there for you to better yourself. Power pose, always. Get into the octopus stage. That's like your arms out and your legs like out. Like the starfish? The, the octopus. Like the, song, the starfish song? I'm changing it to the hot octopus pose now. What is the song? I'm a motherfucking starfish. Yeah, hot, hot oh. I'm a motherfucking puss. Octopus. Octopus. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <You> failed. <laughs> well, okay. So in conclusion. <laughs> in conclusion. We're concluding. I it's just wanted to say that about you two because you both are an, an inspiration. So thank you, really, thank you. Yeah, and I, I adore you both. I think we we could sit here and tell you all kinds of like the the key selling points. Oh wait, look. Sorry, we're passing micro microphones. I like this forth, game. So I just wanted to say, ah, ah. I want a British yeah. on. Uh, oh, sounds quite American. He I can think compete it's with that accent. Uh, He's even the, the laziest ah uh, just 
beats my R. But, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what April says is completely true. Um, you know, you've got to follow your dreams, but um, it's not so simple as that. You've got to really be determined. You can't uh, let obstacles slow you down and stop you. But, um, you know, you've got to be dogged and you've got to really fight for what you want and, and not give up. Uh, and I think that's where most people fail. Everyone has a great idea, but very few people actually act on it and, and make it happen. And I think that's the hard thing. So all you dreamers out there, all of you who've got great ideas, um, get off your fucking asses and just do it. <laughs> I okay, agree wholeheartedly story. with that. That's a, great, uh, that's a great way to express that. And you know what? Uh, furthermore, you don't even have to have a great idea. It can be a good mediocre or we've all seen a lot of shitty ideas that make <laughs> a lot of money on the tops of your local drugstore shelves uh, you know it takes um it just takes really like what adam said is uh taking something and leaning your shoulder into it and driving it uh it's not as hard as you think if you're if you persevere and uh you know reach out to the people around you because you'll be surprised how many people know things that you learn from or can help you out in ways that uh, you wouldn't have expected. Perseverance. Perseverance. It's big. Empowerment, yo. Perseverance is an empowered way to live. So anything else we want with these? We have to go to a party. I know it's our life is really hard. Let's end with your best naughty naughty joke. But that's not too offensive. Oh. What? With... Either anyone, anyone, anyone or has, or it's, it's either that a best naughty joke or a real life story or a real life sex story that you like it, like weirdest place you've had sex or most interesting place you've had sex. You don't have to do either of them. It's a it's a it's a freedom zone. I'm a father too, so I have great dad jack da- dad gags. Dad gags. What's a shit zoo? No, it's a zoo without any animals in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my gag. <laughs> That was good. My joke is I learned from you. I only know one joke, everyone, because my memory can't retain jokes. And it's, what did one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? What? Perk up, they think we're nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Adam likes it. I learned it from April years ago, and it's the only joke I know. The fact I think it's good does not mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) At least a British guy likes it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in every Tuesday for the Shameless Sex Podcast. Remember to review us on iTunes, on our website, on all the things, because we love you so much. And always feel free to email us with questions. Um, We do appreciate comments, especially the support and the love. Thank you. And if you have any ideas or sex questions, we're happy to answer them. So tune in every Tuesday, and ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.